today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Really, technologists don't own technology anymore. Uh, it's really the, the market and the consumer that drives that. And that's really worked its way into everything that we do. Uh, and so when we think about um, you know, how we go from, from our current 7 million clients to the 42 million more that we seek to serve, it's really about taking this digital strat- strategy uh, and, and it, it, you know, investing in not only the firm capabilities, but in the, in the capabilities that uh, create a great branch experience that, that also then can in turn create a great client experience. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Online trading platform Robinhood just raised more money at a valuation over $11 billion. Traditional brokerage firms are keenly aware of what's going on, and they're also undergoing their own dance with digital. Frank LaQuinta, CIO at Edward Jones, joins me on the podcast to discuss how the brokerage firm is positioning itself to provide more modern experiences in the branch and over digital for its 7 million clients as well as for its financial advisors. Frank has a 30-year career at bulge bracket firms, so he's seen up close the impact technology is having on financial services. Frank LaQuinta is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. What could you do with better real-time consumer data? All data aggregation from Fiserv enables access to consumer permission data from over 18,000 sources. Lenders, advisors, fintech firms, and financial institutions can turn this data into actionable insight for their customers. Go to fiserv.com slash all data to learn more. I'm Frank LaQuinta. I'm the CIO at Edward Jones. Uh, I'm responsible for the technology vision and strategy uh, and also uh, leading all of our efforts end to end on simplifying and modernizing our technology state and creating a uh, high quality, best in class uh, digital client experience for our branch teams as well as our clients. Amazing. And, and can you tell us a little bit about your background, like how you got here? What was your career path? Sure. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years, uh, primarily uh, Wall Street type firms, uh, bulge bracket firms, uh, but all, have always been in either the wealth and or capital market space. Uh, also created a, uh, um, a startup company. Uh, it's called Ideal back in the day, uh, but uh, ultimately uh, became a firm called Iprio that was focused on um, uh, new issue capabilities, uh, investor relation capabilities and the like there. And that really was a lot of the drive around creating great client experiences because when you create products in the marketplace, um, clients need to like them and want to use them and buy them. And so that client experience is something that is as part of my DNA. Uh, but, you know, always been in financial services one way or the other. Uh, love the challenge. Uh, love that the, the business and the industry always changes. And the wealth space is, is uh, you know, probably the most exciting because it's about people and it's about t- taking that human-centered approach towards helping people solve the problems and delivering great capabilities that will, will aid in that. So can we talk about that, particularly in the wealth space? So, you know, where do we come from and where are we headed in terms of client experience, given your 30-year you know, span of, of what you've seen? Well, we're in an experience-based economy, full stop. And uh, the, you know, if you think about uh, how folks have blended their their personal, professional lives, uh, every day you're using different types of tools, and it doesn't matter the demographic, the age group, and and the like. There, it's about efficiency, it's about productivity, it's about that experience. And so, so, uh, and and really, technologists don't own technology anymore. Uh, it's really the, the market and the consumer that drives that. And that's really worked its way into everything that we do. 
Uh, and so when we think about, um, you know, how we go from, from our current 7 million clients to the 42 million more that we seek to serve, it's really about taking this digital stra strategy uh, and, and it, you know, investing in not only the firm capabilities, but in the, in the capabilities that uh, create a great branch experience that, that also then can in turn create a great client experience because um, this whole innovation, this whole digital play is really done in collaboration with, uh, with the clients themselves. And they are in essentially driving that innovation. So, so that's really interesting. So can, can you talk to us, I guess, how you think about the innovation, the digitization that you guys are working on across the different channels, channels, because you do have to manage the, you know, the, the, the branch model. So like, how, how do you guys think about omnichannel or, or delivery? So, so, the, the way that we the, the way they're approaching this is that uh, we're going to modernize our entire technology estate through uh, a combination of our, our business segments. So as our business segments emerge in, in terms of the, the types of clients that we want to serve uh, in terms of long term serious investors um, our firm strategic programs. So um, we're remaking a lot of the the capabilities that we that we have today, both building and buying uh, so that we can modernize and simplify everything that we do. And then overall, we have our own IS strategic roadmap because we've got to move to the cloud and we've got to uh, move from waterfall to agile and we've got to get into a test and learn minimal viable product mindset that allows us to get products out there to, to learn, grow, and also uh, help that experience uh, with those clients, with the branch teams right off the bat so they can help co-create some of this technology with us. So our approach is really uh, to try to take a look at um, how we rebuild front to back, front to back, and that's really, really key, the, the, the retooling of our systems so that they provide greater flexibility, simplicity, and the, the optionality uh, of, of both building and buying so that we can deliver great capabilities to to our, to our clients and our branch teams and, and fully support our home office uh, in, in supporting the branches and the clients. So, I mean, that's, it's really like trying to fix an airplane that's flying. You have these, you have 7 million customers. Like, can you give, I guess, more concrete examples of some of the projects that you're working on as part of that evolution? Uh, sure. So, so several in play right now, you know, we just uh, rolled out our new online access system, uh, modern look, modern feel uh, built from the ground up uh, digital first mindset. All of the services that we built are being reused throughout the organization. So uh, when I talk about front to back, it's every tool that we're developing, we're, we're rebuilding the infrastructure and rebuilding, rebuilding the capabilities in the cloud first, mobile first mindset. Uh, but we're also building these tools to enable the branch and client experience and, and allow our, our branch teams to grow, serve, and lead in that space. Uh, we've got an application starting point, which is uh, a digital questionnaire that uh, provides, allows the prospect to provide basic information and then deliver, de deliver some personalized results back. So, so right away, the financial advisor can understand uh, about the client and really have a comprehensive uh, conversation. Um, Along those lines, also we've got Edward Jones Match, which is essentially a, a digital platform that recommends a financial advisor to a prospect uh, based upon the fit and their personal situation and what the expertise of a financial advisor is. Um, and then things like my priority. So, so when I go back to that human centeredness of, of you know, who our clients are, what our financial advisors do best in terms of building that relationship and building that trust, 
is we want to know about what matters most to, to our clients and our prospects. And this My Priorities application is sort of this online quiz that they can start a conversation with the, with the prospect or the client on what's most important to them. And, and by doing that, that, that first initial conversation, uh, the client feels understood, they feel in control, uh, you know, they, they feel like that this is a, a secure relationship that's being built. Um, and really just sort of changes that, that, that the dynamic of, of that first meeting and also uh, uh, strengthens the relationship throughout the process. And now a word from our sponsor. At Tearsheet's day-to-day conference, Fiserv's Paul Diegelman drilled down into the future of personal financial management. Paul, you're talking about PFM 2.0. It's actually two separate and distinct applications. Liquidity is a huge problem right now. Just People just don't have time to do things twice. Basically, most parts of the country shut down for COVID. Our PFM user growth was over 20% in the first two weeks alone. Underrated 100%. How could we use AI to impact PFM? I'm up for anything that helps people. And to help people, you need an economic model. To access the full video from Paul's talk, Go to tearsheet.co slash speed of life. So as part of this process, uh, do you guys see the role of, I guess is either or, a finan- the financial advisor himself or herself and the financial, financial advisory firm evolving over time? everything's going to evolve. Uh, But what stays the same is the strength of the relationship and trust. I mean, just think about what's going on today, right? So in this environment, you've got, uh, social unrest, you've got, uh, you know, or the situation with COVID, you've got displacement, you've got, you know, folks who need that help more than ever. And what's, what's interesting about this time is that all of these tools that we're using to connect with, with folks are digital platforms, um, web conferencing, webinars, how you do the outreach just because of the situation that, that we're in requires technology, requires that digital platform. And so, so, the, the, the business and, and uh, you know, the tools that we use continue to evolve, um, but, but that relationship that, that's required to earn the trust and then build that trust across the moments that matter uh, for, those, for those clients and those prospects is, is key. So I think that's the durable piece is the relationship and the needs that the, the clients have. Uh, and then how we can use technology to 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 serve those needs. Uh, I mean, just just think about you know the the arc of somebody's life when they're 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 just graduating college and they're you know they're thinking about sort of what their future looks like in terms of you know a place to live and investments and do they want to get married and then fast forward you know five ten years and it's uh, it's a house it's a it's it's children and saving for five twenty nine so that whole continuum uh, continues to change, continues to evolve, and technology runs right alongside that to, to help build that trust along with the financial advisor uh, and helps augment the relationship that a financial advisor has. And one of the great things about you know, Edward Jones is sort of this, this the human-centered complete wealth management approach that we take is it really is about understanding deeply what the needs of the client uh, are and then delivering capabilities to to help augment that that relationship. But it really is about that that trust between the the financial advisor at Jones and, and the client. I like that hum, human centered framework that you're describing. Um, has as as you're evolving the company and, and and rolling out more you know digital 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 products, digital digitization, I guess. Um, ha, 
has there been an ongoing component of sort of retooling or reskilling, upskilling the, the advisors themselves as well to get them on board? I think that's that's been a, a continuing throughout. So I think that there there are there are many different uh, approaches that we take. Uh, some folks are clamoring for for these capabilities and push us. Others are when they see the value of it, and that's really what it comes down to. When they see the value of it, um, when they're they can do something on their phone where where before they would have to be in the office or connect back to somebody in the office that really is the value. So, so it, it comes in, it, it comes in experience, right? So, so experience always trumps the argument. It's like, oh, I don't want to use that. But then you have the experience where, wow, this is magic. I'm able to do this and I'm able to get that done immediately. And mm. as soon as you have that, you have a convert and then those folks want more. So we love that. We love, we love to, to get people excited about the technology. And we also want that co-creation and that collaboration aspect of, the advisors coming to us and say, I wish I could do this. I this would be make a great experience for me. This would create a greater productivity for my office. And this would lead to a great client experience because I can spend more quality time with our clients. So, so that education piece is, 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 you know, in some, in some ways, you know, they're pushing us and in other ways that we're helping create a great experience for them. Got it. And, and what are you guys doing um, in terms of held away assets? Like how, how are you encouraging your clients um, to consolidate more of their assets, you know, with Edward Jones? Well, we, we, uh, we have the uh, outside account aggregation view to mm -hmm. that. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll just say how the financial advisor uh, addresses that. They're, they're looking at um, the, the holistic client experience. So if the, mm -hmm. if the, if a client has got money in different places, um, you know, you want to, you want to be able to understand that um, so that you can, you can basically give them a broad view to that. Um, and then also to be quite honest, to be able to say, um, we think we can, we can provide we greater can value better. for you. Yeah. Bottom line. So, so I guess, I guess what I was referring to was I know that I know the scenario of a high net worth client, you know, having having a, an account with an advisor and also having maybe a trading account, and some assets held away, maybe at a, a purely digital brokerage without the human component. Is, is I guess, is there a, a process of ongoing encouragement or, or conversion of those assets held away, like trying to trying to bring those under under one roof? Yeah, I mean, look, at every conversation that we have, uh, that financial advisor has, uh, they're exploring every aspect of, uh, of a client's needs. And, you know, if you think about what's going on right now, sort of protection, uh, life insurance, just you know, th things like that are, are um, conversations that, that always should be going on, but are just so much more important now, just given the, the, the situation that we're in. And even if clients are um, you know, they have robo outside of Edward Jones. I mean, the, the bottom line is, you know, I, I think folks want technology to complement, but not replace mm -hmm. that, that, that financial, that human financial advisor. And that's why I go back to that human center, complete wealth management is that, is that when it comes, it, it's okay if you want to day trade. Right. But, but the bottom line is when, when there's a moment that matters, you want to talk to somebody. And even even in in the example of you know you, you've got you've got Robinhood out in the marketplace now they're hiring financial advisors because you hmm. cannot you cannot build the bridge for the for for life's journey without having a partner in lockstep along the way and that's really the the, the huge value that Edward Jones provides is is that 
you know, we're, we're there, we have a plan, we have a, we have a, 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 a process to, to focus on their goals. We provide goals-based advice, and then we keep them on track throughout the entire arc of their lives. And that's just so important. And again, I go back to that trust and that relationship and technology is great. And we're gonna provide great technology to support that, but nothing replaces that, that human financial advisor, that human centeredness, uh, that, that, and that, that strategic advantage that our firm provides our clients. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned, um, Frank, earlier in our conversation, sort of the build-by decisions that you make, you and your, on your team. Uh, can you give us an example, I guess, where you would choose to build something versus an example where you would partner out, per se? Yeah, so, so the, the way that we think about um, the whole build-by de- decision is really around competitive advantage. And, and so if we want to be a, a standard setter, um, likely we'll build something. And, and, but in other cases, um, it, you know, we, we may buy it because it, it's just something that we don't want to focus on. And just as an example, we have just rolled out O365 to the entire firm. We've got folks collaborating differently than they ever have in the past, fully integrated capabilities, both uh, in the office and on their mobile devices, access to information anytime, anyplace, anywhere. That's something that, well, hey, we outsourced all of that to Microsoft, but that provides a huge strategic advantage because folks have access to information when they need it, wherever they need it. So we look at it from a, um, if something competitive advantage, we wanna be a standard setter, we may we may build. We may determine what what we want to do. Maybe to buy and integrate. Um, then there's also what I'll say parity. It's you know you got to have these. This is table stakes. And the question is, do we want to invest in that by building it, or is that something that we think that uh, we may want to own a portion of this and then have optionality in terms of creating a level of abstraction so they can switch something in and out. Um, and then I'd say uh, outsource uh, is, is something that is just, so just as an example, um, we, have, uh, we have outsourced our, uh, our mainframe to uh, a strategic partner. And mm-hmm. that is as a result of, you know, we're moving to the cloud, um, we're, we're doing things differently, uh, we've got a different approach to our technology, different approach to our infrastructure, but the mainframe is something that powers a lot of the capabilities that we have today. Um, and if you take a look at demographics and sort of that industry in general, um, that's something that we do not want to keep investing in. So we outsource that, but that is also very, very, very strategic to us. So it really comes down to the three choices for us, uh, standard setter, parity, or outsource. But how we approach those uh, can be mixing and matching and providing true competitive advantage, no matter the, the, the route that we choose. But we're very thoughtful about what we do. Um, and, and very much, you know, measure, measure twice and, and cut once, um, mm-hmm. and really seeing, seeing the benefit of that. Do you, have you partnered with FinTechs? Are there public examples that you could cite? Um, so, so we were involved with 630, uh, here in St. Louis, uh, mm-hmm. for a bit. And I think we've provided great value to them. Um, we're starting to take a look at the fintech space uh, right now. I, I think mm-hmm. that um, for a firm like Jones, because we have such scale, um, you know, taking a look at you know a, a three-person shop is not really what we're 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 we're, we're about. Yeah. yeah, it just. But how? But with our scale though, um, and how quickly we want to move and and sort of get into this minimal viable product test and and learn mindset. Um, those are good, those options are going to be uh, increasingly looked at, discovered, and see how we can best use use some of the capabilities that are emerging. So we have our eye towards it. I think you'll mm-hmm. see an increase in activity towards that. 
but but to date, uh, it's been been minimal. It's been uh, point solutions, if you will. So I, I want to ask. One, we have time for one last question. Go to the to the build decision. How um, how do you look at talent on the on the technology and product team? Like how how has that evolved uh, as as you know you you embrace more and more digital, more and more cloud. Are there skills that you had to go into the market to acquire? Is there an ongoing like growth process internally? Can you just talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I view, so this is all around change, right? So, mm-hmm. so you've done one, one thing one way and been wildly successful for so long. And, and so the way I think about change and innovation and moving forward is really across th- three principles, uh, leadership, learning, and communication. It's, it takes a strong leader to basically say we're going to change, especially the change in uh, with a firm that's, that has been successful to date with the way that we've done things, both from a business perspective and a technology perspective. So that leadership aspect is key. Learning, uh, absolutely offer every option possible for our folks to come up to speed on the new technology. They have, they have such an when, when somebody comes to Jones, we want them to build their career. We want to advance their career. We want them to continue to learn and advance. Uh, so those options are always there for folks. And then communicating the why. The communication piece is why are we changing? You know, why are we doing things differently? It's about competitive advantage. And with all of that, we're still moving so fast that we've got to partner with strategic partners to help us get in the game and have multiple irons in the fire. So, so that whole notion of leadership, learning and communication, but also partnering with some strategic partners that, that will grow with us and be part of the Jones family is really, really important to the success of this firm going forward. Frank, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>